Hi, everyone. When I was growing up, there were certain columnists whose articles were always so out of the box, we looked forward to their insights each and every week. Irma Bombeck was the, probably the queen of the crop. Her articles were always so contemporary and yet so funny that she made us laugh as we considered the challenges and triumphs of daily living through her eyes. One of her columns began with a question so off the wall funny, it became the title of one of her bestsellers. If life is a bowl of cherries, she asked, what am I doing in the pits? A wise question worthy of a man who would later become recognized as the wisest in Egypt, if I may dare say so myself. I refer, of course, to Yosef HaTzadik. In fact, not once, but twice in the Parsha, Yosef was headed in one direction and yet still finds himself in the pits. First, towards the beginning of the Parsha, Yosef headed to visit and check in on his brothers in Shechem as per his father Yaakov's instructions. Now, not really having endeared himself to the brothers because of his dreams and actions, they plotted to kill him. And they will throw him into one of the pits and see what would be with his dreams. Now, ultimately, they removed the Ksones Pasim, that coat of distinction that he wore, and threw him into a pit, about which we're told, Behabor Reik, that the pit was empty. Ein Bomayim, it was empty of water, but as the Gemara tells us, there were snakes and there were scorpions there. And the depth was such that they couldn't see the dangers that lurked all the way down. Why'd they choose a pit? And why does the Torah go to such length to highlight the role of the pit in the brothers' plans? Both the original one calling for Yosef's death and pit disposal, and then again in the plan, which was ultimately carried out, with Yosef being thrown in a pit. But Yosef's not done with the pits in Parshas Vayeshev, and neither are we. For towards the end of the Parsha, when Yosef meets the Sarah Mashkim and the Sarah Ophim, Paro's chief butler and baker, he again mentions the prison that they're in. That prison, until this point that Yosef speaks about it, is referred to as a Beis HaAsirim, a prison. However, when he finally gets his chance, he tells a story about how he was stolen and kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews. And then he declares, the Gampolo Asisi Ma'uma, here too I have not any, done anything. Kisamu Oti is so much so deserving that they place me, Babor, into the pit. Now, granted that the commentaries point out that many of the prison systems in the olden days were, were indeed in pits, but why the sudden change from Beit Rim to reference the bore, the pit? And perhaps to answer the questions, we need to ask a more obvious one. Why do you think that prison systems were created in the pits? Yes, on one level, they were designed to help diminish the possibility of escape, but at the same time, when one is little down in the pits, one doesn't have the ability to see beyond. One doesn't get to look up and find the light in the sky when he or she is in the pit, and whenever one, or whatever light one does see, it seems so far away that it's psychologically too far to be inspiring. Actually, to the opposite degree, it's depressing and abandoning. Yosef's brothers didn't want Yosef's rebellious, self-absorbed dreams to gain traction. They felt the, halach, the, the halachic need to get Yosef away from his self-absorbed, narcissistic, despotic leadership aspirations. And thus they wanted to sink their personality into a pit where we'll see what will happen to his dreams. You see, pits can kill dreams and may be the best medicine for him and the brothers, they reasoned. However, Hashem obviously had other plans. 
even in the pit, even in the depths, Yosef still had Hashem, and he still strived and ultimately thrived in a caravan with sweet-smelling items, in the house of Potiphar, where he rose in rank, and even and ultimately in Mitzrayim, where his prophetic dreams, the ones that set the ball in motion, were indeed fulfilled. And along that upward trajectory in his life, Yosef finds himself abandoned in prison. It's another pit moment in his life, where he has to battle the torture of helpless, hopeless, and worthless thoughts and beliefs to place his trust in Hashem and in his own being that his, Yosef's life, was not meant to end here in a pit. Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter explains that even in the pit, until the night before the very last moment, Yosef didn't allow Yosh, he didn't allow hopelessness and abandon to overtake him. Yes, even when the bowl of cherries that is life hands you the pits, you still hold on to the gift. You just need to remember that those pits are the seeds of hope, of growth, and of redemption. The lesson of not losing hope when we're in our, uh, when aware of Hashem's presence, even when facing a pit, was underscored by an older, wiser neighbor and friend, the late, great Mr. Sam Halpern, Zechrona Lebracha. When he escaped the lager in World War II, together with his brother Ari Zechrona Lebracha, the two brothers ran into a field, and with the gunfire of the SS guards ringing in their ears, they took refuge in haystacks, each in their own hiding place, to enhance the possibility of at least one of the families surviving. Now those st stacks of hay, they weren't the safe haven that we might assume. The Nazis either seized or murdered quite a number of escapees by ramming their bayonets into the loosely piled hay. Both Ari and Sam independently related that throughout the time that they remained in that dark place, and long after the gunfire subsided, they recited Ms. Moshir Chanukas Habayis Ledavid over and over again and again. Hashem Halisa Minchal Nashi Chi They again recited over and over Hashem. You turned around and you brought me out of the pit. Dr. Harris Salzberg, who reminded me of Sam's story, also added that one cannot help but think of Ari and Sam in those haystacks in a field in, po in Poland, homeless, running for their lives, cold, shivering with fright, in their lager stripes, endlessly pleading with Hashem. What gain would there be if I died and went down to the grave? Can thus thank you? Can it declare your truth? Shema Hashem bechaneni. Hashem, hear my uh, my voice and be gracious. Hashem heyeozeli. Hashem, be my help. Afachta misbedila macholi. You turn my sorrow into dancing. Pitachta saki v'atazreni simcha. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy. Lemani zamecha chavod v'lo yidom. Hashem alokai liolamodaka, so that my soul may sing to you and not be silent. Hashem, forever I'll thank you. Just as with Yosef's pits, Sam and Ari Halpern reminded us about the pitfalls in our daily lives as well. But they also reminded us what to do when we're feeling the fall into the pit. Never give up. Remain faithful to Hashem and your relationship and yourself in your relationship with Him. And remember to be thankful each and every day. It's no surprise that this section of Tehillim is also the Shir Shoyom of every day of Hanukkah and a moment of tremendous doubt and challenge to the Jewish people. As things appear dark and grim and Hashem seems so far away, the Hashmonem saw the light in the distance from Hashem and used that spark to inspire themselves and the Jewish people for its destiny. In fact, the terror faced by the Jews then is worthy of mention right now. It's told by the Rambam at the beginning of Elkos Hanukkah. 
In the times of the second base Hamikdash, when the Greeks ruled, they instituted terrible decrees against the, the Jews. They put their hands in our economy and in our Jewish women. And they entered our temple. They put many breaches in the walls in many places. And they they defiled that which was tower. They made life difficult for the Jews. And they made life difficult for the Jews and created great pressure for them until Hashem took mercy and saved us from their hands. As is as in those days, the challenges and pressures started in the pits or maybe even the tunnels underground. But we cannot and did not give up on Hashem, as we learned from Yosef not to. We turn to him then, as we continue to do so today. And in the same way that Hashem performed Nisim Beniflaos, bringing salvation then, so he will Bisman Azeh, Be'ozegmor, Be'shir Mizmor, Chanukas Amizbeach, wishing you and your loved ones a Chanukas Ameach, and above all, a Shabbat Shalom to you.